Buenos dias, everyone. This is J6, and this is your favorite podcaster, Bonnell. It is Tuesday, the day after Memorial Day, and um, Memorial Day was um, like it usually is, uh, sad and um, uneventful as usual. But I did... Uh, participate in a few veteran things over the weekend and met a nice Marine yesterday who I, I thanked for his service and then, <laughs> and then he thanked me. I mean, that usually, I'm sure veterans understand that's pretty much how it rolls. We don't usually know what to say to each other, um, but um, I think there there's a common understanding amongst um, veterans that... Um, we already appreciate each other. We don't need to have a day for it. But, you know, it's usually pretty nice when that happens. And um, so that really is uh, Memorial Day weekend and the excitement that it um, entails. But one of the things that, or one reason why I wanted to jump on the horn was because it reminded me yesterday memorial day reminded me of of the military and what really was important uh while i was in and being a sailor on a ship you learn to understand that being a thief is uh, probably the second worst thing you can be in the military and the worst thing number one worst thing in the military is a traitor so that made me think of our 45th um, president, Donald J. Trump, the thief-in-chief, right? Um, the pirate-in-chief, now it is the thief-in-chief, which is uh, appropriately um, titled. And I think that um, pretty much says it all. But once again, the reason that I wanted to jump on was not just to say that, but because there are a lot of intelligence um, reports by um, past attorney generals and um, present um, DOJ officials that are saying that intelligence is about advantage. And Trump gave away what we knew and what we know how we know it, the capabilities we possess, who we partner with, and the gaps in our knowledge, right? So if you are an adversary, and this is just from a military perspective, if you're an adversary, you're going to find the weakest link in your chain. And unfortunately, our weakest link in our chain of command was the leader, um, Donald J. Trump. And if people keep saying that he is a um, a viable candidate, I don't know what else um, to tell you. But I'm here to say that that can't sustain because the operation and the, the fundamentals of a of a um, sovereignty is that people who are put in charge understand the rules of the game right that's their oath that's the rules the, the main question is did trump give aid or comfort to the rebellion 
or an insurrection. And I would say he did both, right in our face. And if you understand the facts of the case in its summation, you will know that there was a effort both in your face as well as in the back channels um, to overthrow this election, starting with John Eastman. John Eastman and his... Um, in his fucking stupid constitutional opinion, which makes no sense, um, you know, it, it was it was the hole that needed filling. And Donald Trump, you know, years before the election was getting everything in place. And that is why we are where we are. So they're saying that because of this... Um, terrorism enhancement by intimidation or coercion gets you 10 to 25 years. So the question is, um, was there an act of domestic terrorism and enhancement by intimidation or coercion? And that is part of the U.S. sentencing guidelines of seditious conspiracy or both. And getting back to seditious conspiracy, you see the the reason that um, the MAGA group is having a hard time understanding what is happening to them is because they don't understand um, their oath, and that is part of the problem of where we are is because they never really understood what their responsibilities were, and it, it's um, there's serious problems for unserious people. I apologize if the session is choppy, but I keep having people interrupt me. You know, it's amazing that people can see you're, you know, in um, speech mode and they won't, uh, because their ignorance is so high, that they will w walk right in front of you as you're talking. And, and I'm like, why are they even, and this is a perfect example of, of what the, I'm talking about. Hmm. Buzz off. Jesus. Fucking clean up some shit, why don't you? Okay, sorry about that. So, I, I'm going to have to cut that out. It's unbelievable. I, mean, I try to find a spot where there's no one around. For, I would say, 100 feet easily and i'm in the middle of nowhere and all of a sudden here they come out of fucking nowhere like walking towards me i'm like what are you doing over here why are you by me i don't understand it makes no sense if you're that lonely go go online and look for uh, i don't know but I, i'm i'm in the middle of nowhere and people feel that they have to come by me and fucking bother me it's like so fucking irritating okay so i'm sorry about that um so seditious charges um, are serious. And the problem, once again, with that party is that they're an unserious party. Just look at them. And MTG, more Trump garbage, she is the face of the party. Now, I'm sorry, but the last I checked, um, we are a, a force to be reckoned with as a country, as a sovereign nation, and we're the laughing stock um, of the world. 
because of this ridiculousness that we are being dragged through because of a party that should not be in office because they don't understand the seriousness of what they're supposed to be doing and their responsibilities. And that's the part that drives me wacky is because how can these people continue to um, be in charge? You know, I was thinking about this earlier and they were like, oh, well, you know, it's the president's unprecedented bullshit. The brig, which is the jail in the military, is full of high ranked people. So regardless, if you have secret um, service, because that's what they're worried about. Oh, you know, we can't, the president, you know, he's, um, you know, what are we going to do with him? You know what? He can. The secret service can stand outside his jail cell and watch him so he doesn't do anything um, dumber. And And as far as I'm concerned... He doesn't get the luxury of what the presidency afforded him anymore. He voided that when he decided to become a traitor. And the, and the problem with, um, with everything that's going on right now is that this normal civilians can't stomach what is happening right before their very eyes, waiting for, a year, waiting for two and a half years for something to actually happen. And that's the problem. So the question is always going to come back to intent. And what they're now saying is, the question is, why did he have the stolen documents and what was his purpose for having it? Regardless if they were classified or not, he, like any other past employee, doesn't get to take things from his employer when they leave. So whether it was classified or whether he... Um, classified the documents with his um, with his small little brain, or if he waved his hand, you know, that asshole. He's out there saying, um, you know, when asked if he showed anyone the stolen secret documents, he said, "quote unquote, they were declassified, not really. I have the absolute right to do whatever I want with them." End quote. The documents. So that right there, that's the problem, is that he's under the impression that he gets to take things that don't belong to him. And right now, um, the new evidence is that Trump and two employees moved top-secret documents a day before DOJ federal authorities came to retrieve those documents. So that's a problem, because that goes with intent. He knew that because the DOJ informed him that they were coming and he decided to move the stuff before they got there. So that's a problem. June 2nd, Walt Nauta moved documents into an SUV transporting stolen contents to Trub Bedminster Golf Course. And then we get into... Boris Epstein, the Russian-born asset um, to Donald Trump. And the fact that he was born in Russia until he was a teenager is a fact, because he doesn't have any allegiance to the United States of America. So why is a Russian-born asset uh, tweeting into Trump's ears, right? Why is he making decisions of whether 
the Department of Justice can find documents that belong to them. And I'm sorry, but I'm going to keep saying it over and over and over that um, he has some splaining to do um, as to why Boris Epstein was opposed, according to Timothy Palatour, opposed to the Department of Justice going to Bedminster to try to retrieve our stolen contents. See, we only know the surface. But what is happening under the surface is like an iceberg. And we've already hit it, right? We're right now uh, past impact. So in addition, um, the latest reporting is that Trump and his employees at Marlardo were moving documents around. And he also had dress rehearsals dress rehearsals and not only that but they also doctored the video that was required to have that documentation stored at that location and when the federal agents came looking you know they were slicing a video they were moving documents they were moving boxes I mean there was a lot of stuff going on so another Russian uh, that is part of the story, his name is Lev Parnassus. He worked with Rudy Giuliani, who was selling pardons for the right price. The amount is insignificant, and the fact that he was doing this is a serious problem. So that's really what he was doing. He was, um, you know, drunk all the time, and he was, according to his mistress that he employed, so the story is pretty salacious about how Rudy Giuliani, you know, fell from grace. And I never really paid much attention to him. I know he had a lot of popularity during 9-11, but that's all null and void as far as I'm concerned. Um, uh, that would be like saying, oh, yeah, Adolf Hitler, um, you know, he taught uh, uh, how to use a piccolo in day camp. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So um, I could care less what um, what Rudy, Rudy Giuliani, um, any good thing that he may have done, uh, because uh, the last thing he did was um, a, a serious problem. So, you know, getting back to the Marilardo documents and the documents that went to Bedminster, there was a video out um, during the winter, I believe, when there was a private jet being loaded up um, with uh, banker boxes, you know, legal banker boxes, and they were being loaded onto the jet, and apparently they went to Bedminster. And getting back to Bedminster, um, and then coincidentally, a few weeks later, the Saudi government, the Live Golf Tournament, um, pops in, right? Um, and then there's a $2 billion money transfer between Jared Kushner and the, um, uh, the prince of Saudi Arabia, MBS. Uh, and if he has an under-the-desk um, under deal going with MBS, that um, can't happen, right? Because it's illegal uh, as a federal employee to um, have a side gig. Uh, milking uh, the U.S. taxpayers. So, 
you know, just add another um, criminal to the RICO charge of conspiracy because they're all good. They're all part of it, whether it's um, Ivanka or, you know, the blonde one or Bucktooth or, or whomever it is. They're all part of the grift. And that really is the tragedy of what has been going on. Um, so the problem with Donald Trump is that he, you know, people keep saying it's, uh, accountability and he's always done whatever he wanted. Well, guess what? If you want to be a federal employee, you have to, you have to curb yourself a little. And he did the, the opposite. He went into that role with all intentions on grifting his way. Because even Michael Cohen, his personal attorney, said that this was supposed to be the marketing campaign of the, of the century, right? Um, game show host um, tries to become president. And then because the GOP is so corrupt that they actually put him into office. And then they don't know what to do with him. And then you have Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell and um, the rest of them, the Federalist Society, the Freedom Caucus, all of these allies that are supporting this anti-American uh, propaganda. That's a problem. They don't know what propaganda is. Hey, listen, you can say I'm a bad candidate if I was a candidate. You can chop away at, chop away at my experience. But what you don't get to do is turn my fellow American against me and say that I'm un-American, but with a lie. If it's the truth, then, you know, have at it. See, that's the part of that keeps us honest. It's unfortunate that the liar-in-chief um, had the most uh, powerful bully puppet, uh, pulpit and um, ran, um, ran amok. And now we are where we are. So Ken Paxton, the AG from Texas, Trump ally, ranting, um, stop the steal. You know, he's been Trump's um, champion for quite some time. And he broke laws just like um, the rest of them in Texas. And now they're coming after him. So, of course, Trump's allies are like, oh, we got to do away with the, um, you know, the, the FBI and this and that, you know. I've been a pretty honest player my entire life, and I've never had the FBI crawl up my, my coochie uh, trying to figure out what I was doing. But for some reason, the, um, the police and the FBI and everybody else has been up Trump's ass for a while. And finally, they caught him, right? It's kind of like Al Capone. They finally got him. And it's, you know, it's like watching watching a fish after you caught it and you release it and you just throw it on the deck and it kind of flips around that's kind of what we're experiencing with trump he's just flipping around and it's unfortunate but that's what is happening so getting back to the federalist society you know they're the main problem and their allies have to stop what they're doing and at the root of the problem is the supreme court of the united states and it's not that we're um, biased because the Supreme Court is, um, you know, has their finger on the scale. The scales of justice are imbalanced. And they're imbalanced because you have a conservative right-wing agenda um, calling the shots. Hello, abortion. And the women need to wake up. 
I don't understand uh, why that is even an issue. It makes no sense to me. It really doesn't. And how females can say that that Trump is good for anything, it's misguided. It really is. It's a misguided thought process. And, you know, I've said it before, not everybody should be involved in um, high-level political discourse. Um, and I'm not saying I'm one of them. I'm Because I'm not. I'm commenting on political discourse. And I'm identifying um, why people who I elected to protect me and my na- my nation aren't doing that. They're doing everything in the, the opposite uh, to protect my nation. And that is everything from um, the Supreme Court down to local um, judges. And, and I'm here to tell you, uh, the law does not favor the poor. The law favors the rich. And that's unfortunate. And I think that uh, this is like a reckoning. Uh, you know, we're in a reckoning. You know, Black Lives Matter was a reckoning. We're in a political, um, judicial reckoning because um, Mr. Thomas and his wife, Ginny Thomas, um, you know, I love the way they say, oh, she, you know, she was on the up and up. Sure, she was, right? Sure, she was. Um, she wasn't texting Mark Meadows, the chief of staff to the president of the United States, um, that's a problem. And then to say that uh, Justice Clarence Thomas didn't know anything about it, I find that hard to believe. I really do. And the problem with that is is that she's allowed to continue... um, She's allowed to continue... My onlookers again... She's allowed to continue her rhetoric, um, you know, saying that J6 um, was an advantage to American democracy. That's counterintuitive to what her husband is supposed to be doing, which is protecting the nation. And if he doesn't recuse himself now or ever, beginning with Harlan Crow, his benefactor, his sugar daddy... I mean, that's what he is. I don't have anybody paying for my home or my mother's home or my relatives. So somebody needs to explain to me how Clarence Thomas is able to square that. And then you can understand why the average American is a little pissed off. Because you have the leaders, our leader, our fearless leaders, who can't even follow the rules. And then we're living in a country that... um, Uh, No one has a pot to piss in anymore because companies are people and those people don't want to share the wealth. And that's why the majority of uh, of Americans are in a state of disarray It's because they're not being compensated for um, their skills. I mean, you could just go down the line. I've I've written about this. I've talked about this. I've created videos about this the stagnation of pay for your average worker hasn't increased in 50 years it has increased up to six or seven percent six or seven percent is like seven cents on the dollar are you kidding me that's ridiculous so there's a reason why i'm making less than what i did 
20 years ago. <laughs> it's it's near it's impossible. But because companies are running the roost and the Supreme Court and the courts are allowing them to do it through employment laws. Companies and you can you can look at um, Elon Musk, the pale whale, uh, the egg, Elon Musk, who buys his popularity, a perfect example. That motherfucker is living large. And he's living large because he's, you know, because he can. He's not paying his employees what they should. Believe me, I know. I've looked into his payment, um, how he pays his employees. They're, he's as cheap as Google is. You know, it's so funny how these tech companies, they bring in these foreigners from India, because that's really where they're from, God knows where else, and they pay them nothing, and they really should be paying an American five times what they're paying that Indian that they bring in from overseas. And then they try to tell us it's good for America. No, it's not good for America. And then they say, oh, well, they have the skill sets. No, the only skill sets they have is not um, opposing you bringing them in to the country so that they can work for nothing. And that really is what it all boils down to, to be honest. It's unfortunate, but it's the American way. And that's why Google and the rest of them can afford to do what they're doing. And and once again, I don't have a beef with Google. I love Google. But, I mean, there's a reason why they're worth trillions of dollars is because they've been paying Indians close to nothing for roles that are highly um, technical, but really anybody can do. <laughs> and I'm, an, I'm a trainer in, in information technology. You can train a Labrador to do what the majority of these people do. They press buttons. It doesn't take rocket science. And the problem is that these companies, you know, it's like a it's like a, um, it's like a uh, c- cycle. They bring in these low um, budget employees and they milk them for about a year to two years. And re- really they should be paying that employee five times more, but then they don't. It's cheap labor. And then they trap them here. I don't understand it, but that's pretty much how it rolls. I don't get it. I really don't. Um, Well, I think that's enough for today. I've been going on and on and on, but um, I think that pretty much sums it up. And I, I really think that my video premiere, I, I have to rework some video, but I want to, um, yeah, see, because I see these people on video and I don't really understand why I need to see them while they're talking. And it's kind of awkward, to be honest. And, you know, the majority of the people that I listen to on YouTube or podcast via video, you know, like Joe Rogan or any other one, I don't want to watch them. Like, they're not doing anything. They're just sitting there. Um, and, it, you know, the format has to be enhanced somehow. I don't know how, but to me it just seems, you know, 
kind of silly to just sit there and watch somebody not move. And I've seen some other people like do it like while they're walking around and, you know, like Switzerland or whatever, it's kind of cool. But I'm trying to work things out. But I really think that the day that Donald Trump becomes um, criminal uh, number one and when they actually arrest him and charge him, that's when I'm going to be on video laughing my ass off with the rest of them. So uh, look forward to that. But anyway, I hope all is well. And, um, you know, keep your fingers crossed. Eventually justice will um, swing the right way. I certainly hope so. But um, everyone have a wonderful uh, day. Bye-bye.